everyone. So it appears that this is. It appears. It appears according to our, our digital records, that it is our 50th episode. Woo! 50 episodes? I can't believe we made it this far, and we're still doing it. it sounds so fake. Don't remind me. <laughs> Guys, we've been friends for 50 years. No, wait, that's not what that means. Every episode is a new episode. We might no longer be friends. <laughs> I'm just impressed that we made Bart record 50 episodes of this podcast. I have places to be a lot of these days. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to 50 episodes. If you were with us from the beginning, or two, if you just are, or one, I don't know. Or you might be new. One. Or half a one. But welcome if you're new, and thank you if you've been here for a while. We love you guys. To another 50 more. Yes. Bart just gave a look. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. My name is Max and I am here with my lovely co-hosts Alex and Bart. Yo, yo, yo! Hello! And today we are here with our reviews of, of four more of this year's Eurovision songs for you. Before we get to that, I would like to quickly announce that we are opening our Star Spangled Jury uh, once again this year for anyone to participate. So all you have to do is send us your top 10 songs for 2021, Eurovision songs, for 2021 to, you can do it on Twitter at SSE underscore pod, by email at starspangledeurovision at gmail.com. You can track us down and hand it to us. I don't know. Any method you wish um, to do. I don't know if I will accept it by some random person on the street, but like you can try. We'll see how I feel when it happens. I mean, all, I'll take it. <laughs> all I ask is please to not use bots because we don't want our systems to be overloaded. <laughs> <laughs> and also, don't like call me like on my cell phone and tell me because like I'm not gonna have a pen. I'm not gonna write it down for you. Like have the list somewhere handy. Yeah, I just don't want to waste paper. Anyway, have that to us by May 15th, and we'll make sure to incorporate it into our final jury ranking. All right, so what are we doing today? Today we have the songs from Russia, Ukraine, Austria, and Switzerland. So first up is Russia, who had a bit of a unexpected national final, all very last minute probably because Little Big decided last minute that they didn't want to go back, but here we are. And the winner of that national final was Manisha with her song, Russian Woman. So let's take a listen. Every Russian woman needs to know You're strong enough to bounce against the wall Every Russian woman needs to know You're strong enough to bounce against the wall Что там хорохорится? Ой, красавица 
нравится, ждешь своего юнца. Ой, красавица, тебе уж за 30. Алло, где же дети? Ты в целом красиво, но вот похудеть бы на день подлиннее, на день покороче. Расслабиться отца, делай то, что не хочешь. Ты точно не хочешь? Не хочешь. А, послушайте, правда, мы с вами не стадо вороны. Прошу, отвалите. Теперь зарубите себе на носу. Я вас не виню, а себя я чертовски люблю. So fucking good. <laughs> no, I so I'm really excited about this because firstly, I have been listening to Manesia for several years now, and I never thought that you would actually get to represent Russia at Eurovision, just because she's like super like an outspoken feminist. She's very like pro-LGBT rights, she's like a goodwill ambassador for the UN, like not someone Russia would ever send. It, I, at least I thought, and just the fact that she won got me really excited. And also, this is a fucking banger. Like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I have more thoughts, but what do you guys think? I mean, I think it's really cool. Like, I I like the infusion of like, kind of like that popular music, but at the same time, really bringing in like the Russian undertones at times. I thought that the mix is really good. I did find I did find that like <laughs> the first time I heard it, especially I'm like I'm overwhelmed by it. Feels like the amount of tracks that are like laid on top <laughs> of each other, where it, it's it's a little assaulting to the senses. But then once you actually like listen to it a little bit longer and you get used to it, um, I think it's good. So yeah, I mean, it's good. Like it's good for Russia, especially. I mean, is it? I I honestly don't really like this song. I feel like I know it means a lot to you, Max, as like a Russian speaker, and it like res, like is symbolic of a lot. I don't think it's like blowing me away as a song. I think it's interesting, but like I have no desire to listen to it again, like literally ever. I like. I mean, I do. I like respect her and what she stands for, and I'm happy that Russia is sending someone who isn't just like a mouthpiece of the regime, like Belarus tried to do. I will try to hold off judgment too much because I know that the story is apparently that this was really thrown together last minute, this performance and song, and I respect that she can do that. But like watching the performance and the song, like it's like kind of I it seems kind of sloppy and messy to me, like straight up, like just like. Just, like, production value-wise, like, you can tell that every other country had a year to put a song together, and that this one was done, like, pretty last minute. So I respect Manisa, but I, like, I'm not living for this. I don't know, she, like, even the fact that it was put together so late, the fact that she can just be so magnetic on stage, I think bodes really well. Like, she killed that performance. Like, it was, I thought it was really good, even if the staging was, like, a little messy, um... Obviously, there's lots of ways it could be improved, but she's just so dynamic. She's so magnetic. And yeah, I mean, I I definitely understand the fact that, like, not everyone's going to understand the lyrics, but um, they, you know, there's still, you know, you can still tell it's kind of like a feminist anthem just from the little English that is in it. But in the, like, actual Russian lyrics, like, she's talking about her personal story, a lot about just, like, unfair expectations of women in Russia, just and you know there's like a even a sort of i'd say 
secrets like second layer that really kind of addresses the xenophobia she faces as a Tajik woman in Russia. There's like a really clever thing she does with the title of the track because like, well, in English it's called Russian woman, but the word Russian in English doesn't actually translate into Russian very well because there's actually two kind of words for Russian in Russian. One that kind of pertains to Russian as sort of like a culture um, and the language and is often used sort of to describe the ethnicity. And then one is sort of pertaining to like the state of the Russian Federation. Um, but by translating it into English, she's sort of keeping that ambiguity, um, sort of kind of reclaiming that identity for herself, even though a lot of like, quote unquote, real Russians don't see her as a Russian. And, you know, and she's faced so much backlash um, in the country you know, a lot of xenophobia, a lot of people being like, oh, you know, we can't believe we're being represented by a Tajik. Like, she's it's just the fact that it's like, on the surface, this feminist banger, kind of underneath that, she's reclaiming her sort of identity. Just so many layers to this. Ah, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, so like, I hear you, but like, do you think this has the broad-based appeal to make no. it out of a semi? I think she, as a performer can make it dynamic enough that it will catch, it'll be memorable, it'll catch people's ear, people remember it, and I think it'll get enough votes to get out of a semi, although it isn't a difficult semi, so, you know, TBD on that. Um, and also a lot of, like, the countries that usually vote for Russia are kind of out this year, so, yeah, I don't know if it'll make it out of the semi, but this is in the Eurovision canon, and I'm so happy about it. That's really all. I, that's where I am right now. We can compromise on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that there's anything I can, like, really contribute that you guys haven't said already. But I think that, you know, like, one of the reasons why we like Eurovision is there is a lot of room for surprise. And I think that... You know, if the story carries, then it's definitely something that is potentially because it's it's a little bit more than just the average banger. It has a little bit of heart. And I think that heart many times will like elevate candidates surprisingly more than what you think traditional bangers would do. And like Russian is like still a pretty widely spoken language in Europe, like obviously not to the level of like English or French, but probably more so than any other like big languages in in Europe so like there are people who will understand this message right so mm -hmm. and and maybe compelled to vote for it even maybe like Russian minorities in countries that won't give Russia jury votes like you know Estonia Latvia Lithuania Ukraine like the Russian populations there I don't remember if they're in the same semi but if they are like they very well might um respond to the message of the song especially since it's not sort of what Russia typically sends and is not super representative of the Russia that they don't, you know, that they don't like. Well, I thought the Russians in Estonia do like the Russia. No, I don't remember. Also, <laughs> I don't also, think that's uh, <laughs> but hell yeah to um, native language. Yeah, Just and it's like the first time we're getting Russian in, in, in decades. Yeah, really exciting. Y'all's use of banger for this is, like, very debatable. But oh, my God, such a banger. I rock out to this, like, multiple times a day. Did I call it a banger? 
Oh, did I? I might have, yeah. You, you, you all are really throwing things around <laughs> to the point that it's kind of lost its meaning. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, to be fair, I feel like we all do that. <laughs> all right, moving on, we're going to Ukraine, who is once again sending the band Goa, this time with their song Shum. Let's take a listen. <laughs> similar from the song to last year but it's a little bit more upbeat which i appreciate because i felt like the other song that they entered was a little slow last year so um but i don't know i like i feel like i grow tired of it (laughs) fast like it's one of those where it comes on i just kind of skip it at this point and i don't know why but that's just how i personally feel um, but watching the music video, it's, like, very creative, and I think that they definitely have, like, a lot of talent. It's just, it's a very repetitive song, and I just, I grow tired of it. I feel like, I feel like, like, two weeks ago was, like, Bart's week, last week was your week, and this week is, like, really, really my week. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking love this. Like, actually, like, Russia and Ukraine this year are probably two of my favorites. Um, like, this is so good. I mean... I was kind of expecting that this is what they were going to, like, they were going to send something like this. And I was not disappointed. And it was even better than I thought it was going to be. So we were doing this a little later in the season than they officially released it. Because they first released a kind of original version of this song. And then they did a massive revamp because they had to rework the whole thing. Because the original was too long. And also used, like, like, traditional folk lyrics and not lyrics that they wrote themselves. So they had to like rework the whole thing, but just, I don't know. I, I love this. Like, it's like almost like a, like a, this primitive ritual type thing that they're going for with the traditional. And then one of the reason it's, it's repetitive is because this like traditional ritual that they're evoking is supposed to be like, um, well, just like a traditional Russian or tradition, not Russian. A traditional like <laughs> Slavic folk songs, particularly particularly from like Ukraine and the Carpathian region, um, usually has like repetitive verses, and that's that's some that's like a traditional characteristic of that music. Okay. Um, so I de- like I can see why I can you know people will find it repetitive, but that is like sort of a callback to like the very a very traditional structure of Slavic folk music. But just yeah, it's like I love it. I love the fact that it's mixed with just like these these like rave beats. The vibe is awesome. The music video is incredible. I love them. I hope they deliver it live. I understand that, like, this white singing style isn't for everyone. Like, Tulia did not make it past the semi, 
2019, even though they should have. So I don't know if this will. Hopefully it doesn't break Ukraine's perfect qualification record, but I'm, I'm hopeful. So I feel like my issue just is that I actually do really want to like them, and I like the song in theory, but I feel like this one even fell into more of a trap from returning artists last year, because, like, I really like Solove, and then I like the new Shum version that won the poll, and then this was a, a different song. <laughs> like, it's, like, not, like, the break is the same, and the end is kind of the same, but otherwise it's totally different. So at this point, it's kind of like the third song I've heard from them. And I'm like, okay, they all kind of sound the same. Like, the first time I heard Solovey, it felt really new and different. And now, like, it's like I'm, like, three deep cuts into the album where it's like, okay, like, as much as I would like to like it, like, it's hard to kind of have that same appreciation at this point. So I feel like, hopefully, I mean, it's almost hard to even predict at that point because, like, are people watching it for the first time going to, like, watch the semifinal and have the initial reaction I did to Solo Pay? Or is this just, like, not as catchy as his original songs? Which, at this point, I feel like I'm kind of, like, too deep in the weeds to, like, really evaluate objectively. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, I want to like it, but, yeah, it feels a little difficult. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board. I'm fully with you with the fact that, like, Object. I have no objectivity when it comes to them because I just I love this so much, um, and I love their style and I love just everything about Goa. And but I agree with you. Like I really liked the first version of Shroom better, and I understand why they had to revamp it, obviously. But it does feel like a third song, and you're right. Like it's they do do this kind of the same thing over and over. That said, I'm just like I'm really rooting for this, and I love listening to it. So I'm not mad. That's that. That's that. All right. Let us move on to our next song, which is coming to us from Austria, where we have Vincent Bueno with his song, Amen. Let's take a listen. I never thought you'd bury me and you. No, I never thought we'd die. Shitty song that Max apparently likes. <laughs> so I'll just turn it over to him. Wow, okay. No, I mean, like. You asked me to needs, start, bitch. Bart, Bart needs something positive to feed his neg- negative energy into. <laughs> like I said, this is the week where I like all the songs and you all shit on me. It's fine, I guess. I don't mind this song. <laughs> I like this song. I'm, I'm with you here. Go ahead. Oh no! I like. I mean, I think he has a tremendous voice. I think that the chorus is catchy. Like, is it my favorite song? No, but he's cute, and I like his voice. I mean, for the same reasons that I like Estonia, I like this. <laughs> I'm a woman, ain't I? <laughs> I just, 
I think my expectations were really low for Vincent this year. And so I was like pleasantly surprised that I didn't hate this. And then the more I listened to it, I'm just like, I feel you. I don't know. I just, I think it's pretty and his voice is nice and it's fine. I'm not giving it points, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't give it points either, but I'd say that it like shows his range a little bit because he sounded a thousand percent like Bruno Mars last time. Like here, he's just trying to be, like Ronan Keaton, like, <laughs> so like still, you know, someone else, but a different someone else. I, I admire that. Authenticity level still zero, but range, <laughs> good range. He dresses well. I didn't understand the music video, but. There was a crow. I like crows. And there were doors. <laughs> there were solar panels, so there's always that. I mean, it's just, like, perfectly fine. I'm just bored. There's already another song named Amen that was also boring. Now we have this one. I'm like, okay. I mean, there's a lot of religious symbolism in, in, in this season. Yeah, there really seems to be. This year. I don't, is it a season? I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't, I feel like songs called Amen are just generally going to be pretty mm. meh. Yeah. This exceeds my expectations for a song called Amen. The other one, not so much. This is the better amen to me. I don't know. No, that's fair. That's all I have to say. All right. On that note, let's move on to our final country. We have Switzerland with John's Tears with the song To L'Univers. actually a contender i just think it's really impactful i think this it has a lot of staging potential to like really wow us his vocal is really good and i think he can he's gonna have like a really good vocal moment assuming he can pull it off i think this is absolute jury bait like if this comes in first with the juries i will not be surprised at all i don't know about televote necessarily but it could it could get him to through to the top as far as my personal opinion, I agree with you in that, like, so much better than last year. Like, last year was, 
you know, some like high school art project. <laughs> and this is just like a real song and it's really pretty. I think it shows a lot of growth and maturity. Yeah. And I, I do really enjoy it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like everything that you guys said. I thought that was really interesting. You know, I accept that there has to be like shit in this competition yeah. for <laughs> low grade people such as yourselves to appreciate in wow. order for the real talent to rise above something. <laughs> and I hope that this, um, just loses. I don't like this song. I don't think that it has like a good crescendo and goes through a lot of moments. I just, it makes me tired. Like my eyelids get tired and I had a headache earlier today and like, I thought I was doing better. And now I kind of feel like it's coming back because of his high pitch whining. And then, and then Bart tried to bait me (laughs) when I made fun of the fact that you know, there was going to be a car crash in the video, and he was like, oh, you know, his mother died in the car crash to try to make me feel bad. And now I just have this energy of a prank being played on me, and now I just dislike him even more. And that's not even his fault. That's your fault. Anyways, um, yeah, no, you know, we needed someone in this group to speak out against this shit, and here I am. No, thank you. Don't blame your COVID vaccine side effects for your hatred of this song, okay? (laughs) Well, I think just statistically speaking, this song is second on the odds right now, so there's clearly two people on the right side of history. (laughs) Um, So we can discuss... No, actually, I hear what you're saying, Max, and I just... I think it really does come down to... Like, I feel like... Malta, which we will get to at some point, and even Iceland, some of the other ones. I guess France. I mean, I don't want to get into France, because that <laughs> song is just, like, the yeah. only characteristic is that it's French. No, I don't think it's that good. <laughs> but it, I feel like this really has come down to, like, leaving COVID. Do people want a Eurovision winner that's, like, upbeat exactly, at a yeah. bop? Or do they want a song that's, like, kind of boring, but, like, will make you cry? And, like, if it's boring and make you cry, like, I will give you Alex, like... That is, like, the lane that this one is going in. Like, I don't think it's super innovative. I don't think it's, like, groundbreaking, but it's very emotional. I could see them playing it while, like, they show first responders or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, like, I will... Europe up ravaged by COVID. I will give you we, that. Like, they'll we put violinists like, on stage and, like, they'll make it, like, this super emotional moment. Yeah. And I just don't want that right now. I'm right. saying, like, I, mean, I agree with you that, like, I want, like, adrenalina. <laughs> like, <laughs> and be like, yeah, like, we know nurses drink like crazy. Like, let's take them out to the club, not give them, like, a goddamn slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, that is where I am at with this song. Yeah, I, I hope it doesn't win. I fully agree with you. I, the main thing working against this is that I think people will want something a little happier. Yeah. Uh, so even if this is jury bait, uh, then I don't think it's going to do that well. And like, and to be completely honest with you guys, like as someone who isn't a French speaker, right? Just yes, he has a very beautiful voice, but to me, I'm just like, okay, like that's it like there wasn't a lot of shifts in his voice like the the, like the music was very much turning it but they're just he wasn't capturing me with anything specifically like it's just it 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 got a bit boring because it was repetitive and it's like okay you can reach a super high note like great for you but like like vocally like what else are you bringing to bring like some diversity to this i don't know i can't really understand what he's singing so like the lyrics don't mean anything. <laughs> so 
something like, like that. That, like, like, that like, like broke the computer. Look at that way far. Like that's what I got out of it. Like that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, the acoustics would be better if I did it in the shower. Not gonna lie, but like <laughs> that's kind of what it sounded like. Yeah, compared to modern day Beethoven, Denmark's entry this year. <laughs> okay, you know what? Just because I'm shitting on Switzerland doesn't mean you need to come at Denmark and fear a flamme because we all know that they're gonna get Max Poeng. <laughs> For their beautiful disco rendition. You had your week to shit on. I just think you should look in the mirror and evaluate your taste level. (laughs) I never said, I never said it was my taste. I'm saying it's my people. (laughs) There are no Swiss here. They don't need defending. (laughs) All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you all so much. That's the note we're ending on. Can we, like, do something, like, somewhat where we, like, agree and have a little happy moment? Tune in next week for that. (laughs) I mean, let's go back to happy. Guys, remember when we listened to Fuego for the first time? That was three years ago. I know, but... That was season one. I just remember that's a really happy moment. And we didn't even care for it that much during the podcast. It didn't come alive until we got to Lisbon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we just thought it was like a nice spot. <laughs> what we probably we... said it wouldn't be that good. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, I'm pretty sure what we said. I don't want to go back and listen to it. Um, that's also how we felt about North Macedonia, and then we saw them. Like, you two oh, shit on that North Macedonia, and I said it was a nice song. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes back and listens to this thing? Oh, well, Apparently you guys. <laughs> stay tuned for next week when we hear Bart's thoughts on Vasile this year. Oh my god. Or North Macedonia. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are out of time. So may I do my outro now? Yeah. Make sure to follow us on... <laughs> I was trying to do your <laughs> thing, but I don't remember any of the handles. <laughs> I'm leaving that in so the world knows your shame. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> you can follow us on various social media at SSC underscore pod on Twitter at Star Spangled Eurovision on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision for Facebook. Once again, please, we would love to have you in our annual. St- <laughs> I thought it was on. It is on mute. <laughs> Bart's not paying attention. Um, okay, I will I will cover this part. Um, I was trying to every, grease. Every year, uh, every year, guys, we like to have a bunch of you tell us what your top ten is so then we can put all those scores together and figure out, based on our fandom, who would be the winner of Eurovision. So please take the opportunity to go in Rate your songs. Um, we get a fairly good participation rate, so we're really looking to keep that up. And it's really interesting to compare to the actual vote when it happens. Exactly. So please send us those top tens by May 15th on Twitter, by email to starspangledeurovision at gmail.com. We don't do post-service. <laughs> However you want to send them to us, we'll take them. Well, now you have to give your address. (laughs) (laughs) Track us down. (laughs) No. Okay. Bye, everyone.